Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What up? This is Robert Ory. Or three-pointer. You might know me as Big Shot Bob. To Ory for three. Oh, unbelievable. Oh, this guy is off the charts. What's going on, Big Shot Bob? Robert Ory from downtown. All right. And just like that, we are all back together again. <laughs> uh, just just quickly. Uh, again, I want to thank um, Jason and Caleb uh, for filling in last week. We had a couple listeners, Rob, jump in on the show oh, last cool. week and uh, fill in remotely. So we had the four of us kind of cut it up on NBA stuff and uh, <laughs> hoping to get you back in the saddle this week. And then sure enough, uh, here you are from the great outdoors. So uh, <laughs> Yes, from the great outdoors for my my three or four days of adventure <laughs> three or four and then you're back in the uh, in the saddle in good old cali oh i'm in south Kakalaka right now and then uh then, then back to california yeah then back to cali and then off to china uh, i forgot to tell you that i gotta china, go to china, china. <laughs> yes. is that is that an nba thing yes it's nba thing china and taipei so i had to do the show from my do the show from china damn okay well uh we'll be <laughs> Man, this is a this is a globe trotting kind of show, man. We've done this show from every corner of the of the freaking universe. It seems like. Hey, I need to put up. Where's Where's Robert now? Like Waldo? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. We got to get like one of those trackers and follow your ass mm-hmm. around the country on like a map with like little dotted lines and shit. Where'd he go? Where is he? New Zealand last week, then California, Carolina, South Carolina, and... then Vegas, then China, then Taipei. Hold on, when are you going to Vegas? Uh, on the seventh. But just for a day. Oh. Oh yeah, no, yeah, we won't. We won't bother you on uh, on Friday then. No. <laughs> we'll let you, especially <laughs> in Vegas. Good lord. You gonna go uh, see? Uh, you, you gonna go see Usher? I already saw Usher. Oh, That's yes. one of the best shows ever, man. You have yeah. to go check out. Is Usher. it really? Yeah, it is great, man. I mean, like it, it's. It brings a little ATL to Vegas. You just, sure. you know, it, yeah. it is. And it, he's a great performer. To be able to do what he can do in those roller skates and sing at the same time, she's. That boy down. He's on roller skates during the show. At one, at some point, yes. Yeah. Oh my god, good for yeah. him, man. I get, I can't roller skate and do anything. I'm focused 100 percent on roller skating. I'm not, not trying hey, to sing brings, or nothing else. And he brings a little bit of the strip club to you. That he like does. <laughs> Who was he up? I saw him up on somebody. It was Kim Kardashian or somebody was in the audience, and he was all dancing on her and shit. And I think it was at his Vegas show. Yeah, it was at his Vegas show. Yeah. 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 Yeah, a little bit of that. Um, before we uh, we we have God, we got a lot of stuff to go through. Uh, yes, a- NBA free agency hit Friday, and man, the whole the whole world went sideways. So we have a ton to talk about. But uh, this show is dropping on the fourth of July. Uh, today is the fourth. What do you uh, What do you do on the fourth, man? Like, what's the? Do you guys have traditions? Like, what What are you guys up to? When I when I played, um, the tradition was to have. My mom, my dad, and everybody come to my house because, you know, I was used to going deep into the playoffs. And so now you have everybody come to the house and just hang out and barbecue. We'd do a fish fry the day before and then grill and put 
burgers, ribs, hot dogs, and just have a big old party, man. Because if you think about it, basketball players don't really have holidays where they can kick back and drink and celebrate. You know, can't do it on Christmas. Can't do it on New Year. Well, you can do it, but your body won't work out that well like one or two at a time to play again. So this is the only time that I could really just kick back and have a cocktail or two, so to say. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we do the same thing. We just like get all the people together on a little neighborhood cul-de-sac thing and just you know, throw down a huge party and everybody drinks and stumbles home because you got like 10 feet to walk. So everyone just <laughs> trips home full of hot dogs and wings and all kinds of crap. Hey, it'd be hard. We call that, you know, the block party at the dead end. We ain't call it a cul-de-sac. Yeah. <laughs> Meet me at the dead end. Sure. It's, it's like now dead you end. get all the fancy, yeah. it's called a cul-de-sac. Yep. That's a, you're, you know what? You're right. That's a very white person word. I apologize. That is a very white no, person it, word. You know, it's funny. I, I grew up on a, a, a cul-de-sac. I didn't even know it. It was just We used to call it the dead end. The dead end. Yeah, because at the front of the street, you just had a big-ass yellow sign that said dead end. Dead end. <laughs> exactly. We didn't have nowhere. that. Oh, you didn't even have that? It just stopped. You just just dropped down. You're like, damn. Everything right there. Shit, turn around. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, let's. I guess we should start with uh, Dame. Uh, This was kind of, I think, one of the bigger stories from the weekend. He's now, I think we kind of have some direction finally on what the hell Dame's doing. He's demanded a trade to Miami. I don't know if demanded is the right word. Requested a trade to Miami, and mm-hmm. Portland is willing to work with him to try and make that happen. Uh, well, they're working with him to get him to, traded. To make a trade happen. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's to Miami <laughs> is yet to be seen, but uh, that's it, where he it, wants to go. Let me just say, do you think he felt the peer pressure of everybody talking about him needing to get out of Portland? Because all of a sudden he was fine, he was fine, he was fine, and all of a sudden everybody went, Dame needs to get out of there. And my whole thing is it. If Dame gets out of it, it's not guaranteed wherever he goes, he's going to win a championship. Yeah. And so everybody, like, he got to get out of it in order to win a championship. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, he still doesn't guarantee him a championship. He gets out of it. So he seemed like such a loyal guy that he was going to stick with it to the end. And plus, his contract is so much money, it's going to be hard to move him and get what his value is for. So I feel like from everybody, all these so-called experts saying he need to get out of it, he finally felt the pressure and came and said, oh, I got to get out of here. Yeah, but but they've been saying that for a long time. And I don't know. I, that's, the, that's why I don't think he kind of succumbed to the pressure because it was like, why didn't that happen last offseason? Or the offseason before that? Because we've been saying this for a minute. You knew Portland was not going to be able to build anything around him. And from what I understood was the straw that broke the camel's back is when they took Scoot Henderson uh, and they didn't trade the pick to try to, you know, get back a lot of, you know, some pieces to kind of let him know, hey, we're trying to build something here. And I think that's the straw that kind of broke the camel's back and was like, all right, it's time for me to really get up out of here. Y'all are rebuilding. I'm not trying to be in a rebuild mode. Send me somewhere where I can compete. Yeah. yeah. But also, though, you got to understand, though, you look at what Tim and Dirk did as far as their contracts and restructure so they can bring in pieces. Damn, if you wanted pieces – restructure your contract where you're not making so much money to get these pieces in there. You know, now teams, you know, wherever you go, they have to trade you. I don't know if he did that on he purposely or whatnot, but he has to go somewhere now so that, so he can fit someone who has the money. But still, though, you're making so much money wherever you go, they still might not bring the pieces in too. And that's what you got to think about, dude. you killing the team, but, you know, restructure your contract, and I guarantee you, you can be on a contender very soon. 
Yeah, I mean, there's and he does this. This is the only thing that was a little suspect of me. He went on this whole thing about I, I want Jeremy Grant back. I want you know I'll move that pick. Maybe we bring in a Draymond or something like that. So Jeremy Grant signs his five year extension, and then he's like, "All right, deuces, I'm gone." <laughs> Just like I mean, like a day after he signs his extension, he uh, Dame bows out, and I was like, "Well, he, we, he ain't gone yet." So no, you know, I know, it, and he and he may not go. He may not yeah, go. Yeah. Um, I mean, he wants to go, but you know, there's what, like you just said, there's, there's so many. What, three years, he's gonna make what, fifty-five or sixty Somewhere, million? Yeah, something. it gets it gets out of control. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna work with wow. him to get out. Uh, I just mm-hmm. think it just depends on because what Portland says they want back is they want players who are impact players. They talked about quote unquote. They said a star, but I don't know what star you're gonna get back. Obviously, what Miami can offer is Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and some picks. I don't know if that works for Portland or not. It None of that on what screams the best star to me, though. <laughs> it wouldn't work for me. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. I like those. I like uh, Tyler Hero a lot, but it ain't working for me unless I got something else that I see coming down the pipe. But yeah. no, you just can't give up that for that just because you wanted my star player wants to get out. Like, think, let's take Washington, for instance. I'm like, what were you thinking? You got nothing. For Bradley Beal. Oh, for the Bradley Beal deal. But yeah. we talked about that though. Yeah, they got host. He, yeah. but it wasn't just that. He had not only control of who he goes to, but yeah. what goes in the trade. So we knew that wasn't going. It was yeah. going to go for the lowest type of bid because <laughs> he's not going to require you to give up uh, the other team that he's going to to give up all the assets just to get him because he wants someone to play with where he's going. Yeah. Um, other teams that are involved in this Dame conversation, I've heard. Philadelphia's name, I've heard Utah's name, and I've heard the Clippers. Um, aside yeah. from the Heat, those are the other three teams. Uh, does he put himself in a bad spot? And I and I think this is probably an across-the-board question. When you come out and say, this is where I want to go, is that kind of a disadvantage for a player like him? Because you kind of put yourself in a spot where other teams can go, well, then we'll just wait. We'll, and we'll see if that when If that doesn't work out, we're going to come in way lower. <laughs> I, I think so, but how many players have said this is where I want to go that didn't end up going where they want to? These man, these owners and these GMs, they cave like like a cheap tent in a snowstorm. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way that I'm sending a player where he wants to go unless you say, okay, I'm going to send you to LA and I get back LeBron and AD. Okay, then I do some shit like that. But I'm not going to send you where you say you want to go. No, I'm doing what's best for me as an organization. You want to go? I'm going to send you and let them deal with it, you know? So, because, you know, so many organizations, they have these, these egos that, well, we can get him here, you know, like Kawhi in Toronto. We can get him here, and we're going to change his mind because our culture is fantastic. But, nope, they're going to next year. So, I would I would send a player wherever the hell I want to go, whatever's best for me. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like you put yourself at such a disadvantage by coming out and saying that, though. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. – what, what, if you don't get what you want, then you basically either – I mean, obviously they don't care at that point how they screw the team over because they're leaving anyway. But you leave your team yeah. in, a, in a terrible spot. Um, so we'll see yeah. We'll see what happens with Dame. I mean, I was just surprised it was – he went from this whole, I want to stay true to Portland, I want to – you know what, screw it, I'm out of here. <laughs> that, yeah. It was kind of that fast. Um, you did have some Lakers additions, obviously. Boy, did we. We got to mention this, obviously. <laughs> Not just because Harp's a fan, but obviously Robert Ory <laughs> – a uh, three-time champion in Los Angeles, works for Spectrum, covers the Lakers. Um, uh, Gabe Vincent, not a bad piece. Uh, Gabe Vincent comes over, three-year deal. 
Um, you get Cam Reddish from New York, which was kind of a like a buy low sort of move. For oh yeah, it's buy low. Yeah, and and see what you can get from him. Uh, mm-hmm. Torian Prince, you get Torian Prince, who relatively early on in his career still. Um, yeah, former you know, hawk, former hawk, uh, young guy at a forward. So any of those moves or pieces do anything for you on the Lakers side? Oh, those aren't the only ones. Oh no, there's more. Yeah, yeah I yeah. just those were the ones you, I saw off the top of my head. For me, I, I feel like you replace players with the exact same players. You know, I feel like Cam Reddish is Lonnie Walker. No. And I feel hold on, but and I feel like Terran Prince is nobody but Troy Brown. It's like they replaced the same players with what, what they had instead of just keeping those guys and working with them. And now you got to bring in new guys that got to learn your defensive schemes, your new system. I know everybody's talking about how athletic Cam Reddish is, but let's be honest. Has he played yet? He hasn't done anything yet. You know, we've seen spurts. what Lonnie Walker Yeah. And what, look what Lonnie Walker did when you did play him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he put well. up numbers. Yeah. And so, I, you know, and I'm not disrespecting those guys. But I just feel like you just turn a sheet of paper over, and now you're writing on the other side of the paper and say, "Oh, I got a, I got a new sheet of paper." Yeah, <laughs> and it's the same guys. They say they do the exact same thing. They almost the exact same height. You know, Silver Reddish is a little bit taller than Walker, but everybody. It's almost like we place everybody with the same thing. Well, I think Torian Prince is what six seven. Cam is six seven six eight. Uh, obviously, you go get Jackson Hayes at the center position to help out. AD. I love Jackson Hayes. I yeah, like Jackson. I like that pickup. Um, I, I don't know. I think what you did was you got better defensively. You got some wings who are a little longer, a little bit more athletic. No disrespect to Lonnie Walker and, and, and guys like that, but these guys are a little longer, a little taller, a little more athletic. Because the one thing that we talked about the Lakers not having was Lakers need more wings. They need more athletic guys on the wings who can play defense, who can shoot the ball, and I think that's what they got. Obviously, you re-signed Austin Reeves. You put out a qualifying offer. Nobody matched that. You were able to re-sign uh, Rui Hachimura. Uh, and so you were able to keep guys that you already had, major contributors. D'Lo. You yeah. get D'Lo back. And you even got D'Lo for back. Worth, for what that's worth. I Look, I see your face. My <laughs> face was like that, too. But, but. For the value in which you got him back for? Oh, yeah. No, true. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Because if I had to go into the 20s with him, oh, no, no, I'm no. going to have to say, hey, brother, I appreciate your contribution, but you got to go. <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah. I was waiting on to see what he was going to get. And I was like, okay, that bag he got, I, I, I can agree with that because you can work with other people. But but I'm, I'm sorry. Think about this, though. You know, who's a better shooter, Troy Brown or Prince? It was Troy Brown last year. That's my well, Torian Prince better, shot 39, 40%, though. But who's a better defender, Troy Brown or Prince? Troy Brown. Mm, okay. And so people, I, I think people discounted Brown way too much for me. Okay. I, and because you think about it, he was playing good. And it's so, it's so hard to play when you play five games and you sit out three games and you play two games and you sit out five games. You can't do players like that. Your rhythm goes up and down, and they expect you to keep that rhythm. And then when you come in, who, who's going to just ball like Walker did uh, And when you sat for so long? I just think there's ways they could have kept what they had. You know, I don't know. He probably can get a better value and try to work with that. Now you bring in new guys because there's a new system. And let's be honest, people don't practice that much anymore in the NBA. 
So you don't know the system. You don't know how to play with LeBron. You don't know how to play with AD. And that's the biggest deal because everybody hadn't had the opportunity to play with a great player like LeBron. And he's different. Mm-hmm. You got to know where to be and how to get out of his way and how to you know be where he needs to find you. And you got to get on that same wavelength. And, and, and that's one of the things that's discounted so much in the game where these guys keep moving from team to team. You got to get that special energy, that special continuity. But when you're playing, you're playing as one, you're moving as one. And now teams aren't like scratching their heads like, oh, shit, I thought you was going to do this when you're supposed to do this. So now, that's just me. I will say this. You know, the run that Lonnie Walker had um, in the playoffs – was not something that a lot of people expect. It was a surprise because, you know, everybody has their moment where they can seize the moment and go on like a little run and mm-hmm. you'd be like, yo, who is, you know, we never knew that we had, you know, he had this in him. Who knows who that could be on this team? Could that be Cam Reddish? Because we've I've seen Cam Reddish firsthand here in Atlanta be the type or have spurts or be the type of player in the playoffs that we all thought he was in and exude the talent, because he's very talented. He's just very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And at 6'8", six, 6'9", six, his ability to you know get his his hands in the passing lanes, being able to steal, being athletic. You know They always say he's a poor man's Paul George. And his ability to shoot and get on those streaks, he could be that this season. In the right situation, you know, Darvin Ham has has him now, and I I think he could work wonders with him. So we'll see. You just never know because we never saw that from Lonnie Lonnie Walker. Let me, let me say this: Cam Reddish gonna be right in the same play position Lonnie Walker. At the end of the day, okay, this is gonna be on the floor: Rui, mm-hmm. AD, mm-hmm. LeBron, mm-hmm. and Rivers, okay. and whoever they get in for the guard. So he and that's the thing that you gotta understand. They're not going to play significant minutes unless one of those guys get hurt. Right. So you're going to be right back in a situation where you got to fit in. You're not going to be one of these guys who's getting a consistent 35 to 40 minutes a game. Right. And so that when you're not used to that, you gonna come in ways, and that's the most. That's the biggest role from role players. Can you keep up your your mind, your system, your game? But you when you come in, you don't have those peaks and valleys because you know I did it. I had peaks and valleys, and it's hard. Because mentally, you you have to learn how to deal with that. But that's the key. Are you mentally strong enough to know, like, yo, some game I might have 35. Next game I might have two because I only got one shot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they got one more spot left. Now, the rumor is they're looking at either bringing back Tristan Thompson or Mo Bamba as, you know, to have another center on the roster. Mm -mm. You shaking your head to both of them? (laughs) No. Mm -mm. Neither one of them? Not Tristan Thompson. Okay. Tristan Thompson need to go back to the NBA today and do commentary where he was very good at, you know, be that spot. Wow. You know, young body. You yeah. know, I, I, you know I, I would even take Mo Bamba back because I like the way he, when he plays, mm-hmm. he can block some shots and stop trying to be a three-point shooter, yeah. you know? Yeah. We got enough on that team. Go down on the block, get some offensive rebound, get some decent putbacks because that is such a lost art. You know, you everybody want to shoot threes now. There's no offense. That's why Jokic is so damn good. When he's not shooting a three, his big ass is getting the rebound, keeping it alive, putting it back. So you need to have that mentality, not just, okay, I didn't shoot any three, I'm going to get back. No, get your big ass in the paint, get offensive rebound. Get your own play. Yeah, that's facts. Get your big ass in the paint. All right, uh, moving off the Lakers real quick. Uh, the other more big news uh, from last week. So Kyrie Irving gets his extension. Yep. In Dallas, three years, $126 million. I'm going to play you a piece of audio. This is from a Dallas radio host. Um, it's not <laughs> anything crazy special, 
But I feel like this is a lot of what I'm hearing coming out of Dallas right now. Here, listen to this. In my opinion, this spells the end uh, to Luka Doncic's time in Dallas. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, and I Uh-oh. love Mark Cuban, so I'm sorry I have to say this, are, are making a massive mistake and not learning the lessons that uh, they know now in Cleveland and Boston uh, and in Brooklyn. Uh, Kyrie Irving has agreed to a three-year, $126 million contract. So Kyrie Irving, who went, I believe, 9-18 and uh, after... After going to Dallas last year, needs the ball in his hands, you know, misses a ton of games, is usually a distraction. Now you've given him the security to kind of misbehave. So this is kind of part of the narrative, it seems like, coming out. That was uh, Justin Termine, by the way, out of uh, Dallas, for what it's worth. But I think a lot of people, I've the chatter, at least what, what we're hearing is, or what I've heard, has been that this, this marriage with Kyrie and Luka didn't really work. And now you've got it for the the foreseeable future, and you put Kyrie in a situation where either this is going to work or he's going to drive a divide between those two guys, effectively putting Luka in a spot where he's going to go, look, I don't want to do this. Well, I, I think at the end of the day, you give it, you run it back for a year. If it doesn't work, then you get rid of Kyrie. You don't get rid of Luka. Luka's younger. He's uh, less of a distraction. And I think that's what people fail to remember. Like, Luka can say, hey, Either he goes, I go, or he goes. You know, and more than likely, he's going to go. Nobody's going to, you know, give up on Luka. He's too damn talented. And that's the biggest key. I don't care how bad Luka say, okay, I want to go. And if he does want to go, you're going to get whatever you want for him. And so that's what they got to look at. So, you know, let it, run it back. Try it out and see what works. You know, they didn't have enough time. You know, the, the experiment wasn't enough time because the injuries to Luka. You know, Kyrie had just got there so Give it a chance. Run it back. Let's see what J.K. can do with him. Yeah, I think you got to give um, – I think this is the way you almost had to go because you got to give those two a full season together. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to see what you can do. And at the same time, what you gave up to go get Kyrie. Like you had to pay him to justify what you gave up. And then think about it like this. We talk about what it could be if you know with Kyrie there, if this could be quote-unquote the end of Luka. Imagine if Kyrie didn't want to be back. So now you've given up everything that you've given and you mm-hmm. don't have Kyrie. What signal does that send to Luca? Yep. Oh, we can't I can't we can't even keep the guy that we that we had and we don't even know we we can have for a full season. I really want to go now because but I we think, can't have Hold on, nothing. wait a minute though cuz I think you knew that going into Kyrie Irving. What's that? That that there was a very good opportunity that this was a short-term thing. You're right. And but, you gave away a lot to have him there. But that's the thing. When you gave away a lot and even though there's a chance that he may not be here, yeah. you had to do everything possible to, to make sure keep you yeah. keep him here. Yeah. And if you failed at that, you have Nothing to show for what you gave up. And what does that tell Luca long term? Well, they tried to give him a piece of help. I mean, he needed God, he needed help. We talked about that so much last year. And they just they tried to little, they tried to give him something. They're gonna be low. They, they are gonna be now they did draft. And they're gonna be thin on the bench. Now thin. they they got a big guy and he's a rookie, Derek Lively. The second. He's a big man out of Duke. He's more he's not an offensive threat. He's like a capella type. Block shots, mm-hmm. run the bat and run the floor. You know, get lobs, you know, can protect the rim, Stay that type low. of guy. Yeah, which is cool, is what they need. Uh, but, you know, it's always, this is my whole thing. Um, let's, let's, let's look back through the last, let's go, let's go only five years. How many rookies have really been that special where they helped the team 
you know, right away. Oh no, he's not going to be Elijah one. Absolutely not. But you know, it's, it's if you think about it, you, you look, you think of all the number one picks that we've had in the last like nobody yeah. just came in like, oh shit, we going to the playoffs. Right. They still not in the damn playoffs, and and that like, we putting a lot of. That's the one thing we put so much pressure on these rookies. Oh, they gonna help change the franchise? No, the hell they ain't. Because you know why? Because they ain't smart enough. They ain't got enough season. Because they only come out of one year, and they still dumb to the game. And that's why the NBA needs to say, yo, you know, in order for you to help us out more, you need to stay your ass in college for two to three years so you can. Because you look at like take Herb Herb Jones with um with New Orleans. He wasn't drafted that high, but he stayed four years of college. When he came in, he made an impact on that team immediately defensively and helped them get to the playoffs. And you got other guys that come in, they make an impact, but they ain't seasoned enough. They can only score, and on the defense end, they're getting smoked every time. And that's where you got to learn how. You got to learn how to play this game. And so, you know, we put this emphasis on guys coming in, like they're going to help the team turn around. I'm like, mm, they ain't not. They ain't got enough seasoning yet. <laughs> yeah, some of these guys are good but they're not good enough to turn things around. And then there are other guys who are really good where it's kind of like, yeah, you're really good enough to come to the league and make an impact and develop while you're in the league. There are yeah. some guys that are just really, really good to where I don't need to see them stay multiple years in college. I need, they're yeah. trying to get to the league now. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's that, it's that but final my point line. Is, yeah. You have to have teams that need help now. Like yeah. Dallas, they they got a two-year window right now mm. to go to work. You know, four people in Dallas start complaining. You know, Luke and Kyrie got sort of button heads. They got a two-year two window, so they need to go out and get them a vet, you know, and somebody can come in there and, and do some damage or help do some damage. You know, even though the Rockets, they got brought in green, just win the championship, maybe he can turn that locker room around because there are a bunch of young knuckleheads in there. Well, it's funny you said that. We'll we'll go to the to the east side of Texas and go to Houston. <laughs> um, you know, another team that you're very uh, familiar with, uh, Fred Van Fleet is now a Houston Rocket, and now you also have Dylan paid. Brooks. Dylan Brooks for your eighty million. Man, talk to I, me. You know, I, I just I I love Van Vliet's tenacity, shoot that thing, but he ain't a two hundred million dollar player. One thirty. Yeah, three years yeah. for a buck thirty. He's gonna make There's forty gonna a make, year. Yeah, he's gonna make it forty, forty-three a year. <laughs> he makes four, he's gonna make forty million dollars next year. You trying to tell me he's better than LeBron? He's better than I. He's like he's making. I'm like I'm thinking like damn Tillman, you must you want to give away some money? Shit, I come back to you. <laughs> but, but, but Rob, yeah. but Rob, you know that's not how that works. <laughs> no, but I didn't know Van Vliet could command that kind of a deal. Well, I we, really didn't. But, but we knew that because we talked about the last couple of off seasons. His contract is going to be up. He's going to be in high. He's going to be a high commodity. When, you know, for a lot of teams who are needing somebody like him. So when you're in need, teams are going to pay an overpay. But here's the thing with the Rockets: they got eight damn guards that are young, <laughs> yeah. young guys. Guard. But that's part it's, of it, though. It's youth. There's like, a lot of youth on that do? team. Leadership. You gotta trade one of those young guys now. You gotta trade a junior. You got ten of them, ten juniors over there. Trade one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, I, I and the people are gonna say I'm hating on. I'm not hating on his bag. I'm hating on the fact that you know I still have love for the rock. I still got it, teams. I won champs. I got love for. Them. And so I don't want you to waste that much money on one player who's not an impact player. You know, Van Vliet is a very good player, but he's not an impact player where he's going to come in and the whole franchise is going to turn around. You know, he's just going to come in and do what he does naturally, but he has to be a guy who can come in and influence other guys to play harder, 
you know, do things out of their character so they can order and win. So, but you got a young team like that, and you got a guy that's coming in, and all of them, all these guys are guards. Look at, oh, shit, you just gave this dude 220. That means he's starting. That means he's starting. Oh yes, so he is. Oh, oh, at forty million a year, you better be in the starting five. Yeah. No, not That's only is he, st- not only is he starting, he's taking every shot he won't. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's already an AAU team in the NBA. Yeah. This is where they play. Now you got this guy coming in, and he can. Make, now I, I pray to God that he comes in there, and he provides all types of leadership, mm-hmm. and he can put that team on a path to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Because if he doesn't, all hell gonna break loose in that city, boy. And, oh. and they, don't nobody come to games now because they ain't winning. So you need to have you need someone that's gonna put some butts in the seats. And Van Vliet ain't a name where he's gonna say, Oh shit, let's go check out Van Vliet. But here's the thing. He gonna have to lead another guy who they just spent four years, eighty million dollars on, and that's Dylan Brooks. Yeah, so he's gonna fall in line with everybody else. So Van Vliet is that and that's your leader. Hey, don't don't Dylan Brooks gonna have to start too making that much money? Yes. Yeah. So that's two guards. <laughs> 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 yep. Hey, unless he go Dylan Brooks gonna be the sixth man of the year or something like that. No, not oh, making no, twenty million no. a year. No, 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 no. It's no. K. It, see, man, you just—it's just to me. I hope that he has a better. He has something up his sleeve where he's gonna get rid of someone and bring someone else in. You know, a veteran guy. You know. I, but I'm just hoping. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just hoping and praying for my city of Houston because I still got love for it. But these moves they made in the offseason, I like them, but not for that much money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quick mention real quick because this came uh, across the docket probably about an hour and a half ago. Anthony Edwards extension, five-year uh, worth up to $260 million. Damn! Yeah, hey, Ant Man's worth it though. You know, I like. Oh, Ant-Man. he's a great player. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. I think that's a no-brainer for Minnesota. Yeah. Um, no-brainer. That's that's the smart move by them because that 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 Rudy Gobert trade. I like Rudy and and what he's been able to. do I say early. give that time though. Yeah, but they you gave up give a that time. lot for him. They did. They did. But I I still think you got to let that one breathe or trade Car Anthony Towns. Well. That's that's been another point of contention. Rob, please talk because that's a lot clogging up that lane. And I know Carl Anthony Towns want to shoot threes all day, but we know he's the most effective when he's on the block. Oh, big time! I thought they got rid of Gobert. I thought they traded him. No, Ma- no, that was there. Utah that traded him. Utah moved Minnesota. I thought, I, Minnesota. I, I thought he was. They someone was saying they was going to trade Gobert to somewhere else. That didn't come across I my docket. I mean that might have oh, been it might have been speculation, but yeah. nothing. Okay, nothing so I'm, I'm thinking they I'm thinking they're gonna trade him. So it's still some stuff in the works right there. He might get traded for a junior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Good Lord knows Houston needs needs a guy like that for sure because we got too many damn juniors up here. Yeah, too many guards. Um, yeah. So no, good for Ant Man. Uh, obviously, Minnesota sort of underperformed last year. Forty two and forty. They were the number eight seed in the play in. They got run out of the first. So they won one game against the Nuggets. Otherwise, the Nuggets just ran them straight out the building in the postseason. But um, hey, they got one more than the Lakers. This is true. <laughs> this is the truth. So, uh, I did want to play you a little bit of audio. We talked about Draymond Green. It looks like now the rumors are that Draymond is going to sign a four-year, hundred million dollar contract to stay with the Warriors. <laughs> that is the rumor. Uh, obviously, I don't. I don't think it's happened yet. Um, but uh, this was from Capital One's The Match. I'm actually not going to play the audio because the audio kind of sucks. It's just funny. Uh, <laughs> he was he was part of Capital One's The Match with Steph and Clay and mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. 
And Chuck's out there with him, obviously, because Charles Barkley's playing in the match. And he's like, man, Draymond talks a lot for a man with no job. (laughs) 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 He's out there running his mouth, talking shit, and he's got nowhere to go. So like, hey, he got a job. He got a job right there in TNT. He doesn't go there. Yeah. Tell you what, so, he can call it quits today and go to work on that desk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He absolutely. Hey, or, or ESPN since ESPN fired every damn body. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, true. Yeah, ESPN let everybody go. Damn. Holy man, yeah. God bless the the worldwide. It leader. was some. It was some people they let go. I'm like, what the fuck? You let him go? You let her go? I'm like, oh, wow. Susie Colbert been there 27 years. Yeah. Yeah. I was floored by that. And, I mean, yeah. they let Keyshawn Johnson go. They let Max Kellerman go. Jeff Van Gundy's gone. Van Gundy's gone. Max, Jalen Rose Max is Kellerman gone. Max Kellerman was a shocker to me. When they let, say they would let Max go, I was like, I love Max. Yeah. I just, well, I think, I, think Kellerman, I think Kellerman's very good. I, I don't think he ever found a, a comfortable home. <laughs> like, they yeah. tried him on so many different shows, and I don't think he ever really gelled with anybody. Yeah. You know? uh, so yeah, but he's a hell. He's just he should get his own show and just do straight boxing because he. I was a, gonna say stick to boxing. Yeah. He's great yeah, he's, at boxing. He's great at that. He's oh, really well, good. Well, he just need to go on over to uh, Showtime, Showtime. HBO. One of them and go over there. Yeah, take us over to Showtime, Max. Um, so uh, the only th- other thing from the match when we saw Draymond on the golf course, I put this down. Uh, <laughs> so Travis Kelsey's out there with him. The uh, uh, tight end from the Kansas City Chiefs. And Travis Kelsey challenges him to shotgun a beer. Where you <laughs> crack the side, you chug yep. the whole beer. Yeah, and yeah. Draymond couldn't. I mean, it was all over his shirt. It was flying down the <laughs> side of his face. It was a mess. It was a disaster. But I... Tell me if I'm wrong. Chugging a beer is a very white guy thing. Is it not? Oh, uh, there are more white guys that do it. I've, I don't know if I've ever seen... A black guy like I'm gonna chug this beer. Usually, that's like white frat guy behavior. I've seen me. it before, yeah, pretty pretty much. But we ain't getting doing it from the side of the can. We just gonna pop the top. One, two, three, go. That's yeah. about it. We yeah. ain't letting We too. Hey, we like our threads too much to let it go down and get on our clothes, man. That's one thing. No, man, I can't get yeah. this shit on my shirt or, or my shoes. <laughs> you you grew up in the South, though. There were always people got to be shotgunning beers and chugging beers in the South, right? Yeah, we, mm-hmm. yeah. Pop the top. And we ain't, we ain't stone cold in that shit yeah, at all. Yeah, oh, man. Smack them and just, yeah, just all over the place. And yeah. So, yeah. Uh, poor Draymond couldn't shotgun a beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're still playing the waiting game on James Harden. Um, Sixers said they're working on a trade to move him out of Philly. Where? Uh, I don't know. But uh, teams that, that have come up in the conversation, believe it or not, Phoenix, I don't think that happens for a, a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, the Clippers. The Clippers, I think maybe. The Heat. They just signed back Westbrook. Yeah, but that was a yeah, that was small. That was it was like big. eight million. Yeah, that wasn't yeah, but I'm like, you think Westbrook said, I, I found a home start. Now he ain't moving out to pay for James Harden. <laughs> I think that's money to start. Uh, and then the other one that came up was Miami. But if Miami makes this move for Dame, they ain't gonna have any kind of if. Yeah, they if. Can I mean, it's a big if, but. Um, Did you hear the one about New York? I'm like, why would you go yeah, to New I've York? Heard the, I've heard New York. I've heard Chicago as well for Harden. Well, New York is always going to be in the running because they're still looking for that guy that they that fish they're able to catch. They ain't been able to catch no fish. How can New York not look down the road, though, and see where it went wrong in Brooklyn and go, because, all right, yeah, bring him in, man. He was across it's the town. Knicks. It's the Knicks. James Dolan is we know he is what he is. It is the Knicks. They are just arrogant enough to say, 
what happened we in can that fix other them. borough. Yes. We can fix them. Yes. Yeah. We got our guy. We finally got somebody that's worth it, even if it won't work, because it's not going to work. Hey, you're going to trade him for Dame. Send him to Portland. Dame going to go Philly. <laughs> oh, so you acquire Harden. You use Harden as the trade piece to get. Okay. That way, you, you know, Harden gets his bag. You, know, you don't have to worry about too much. I like that. Yeah, that's all that he wanted. Work. That could work. Yeah. It probably won't happen that way, but it could work. Um, I know, right? So, um, too easy. <laughs> B-Dog brought this one to my attention, which I, di- I didn't realize. Uh, the LeBron and Bronny thing from last week. I wanted to get your take on this. What so um, ESPN's uh, Brian Windhorst from ESPN um, was saying that uh, the Lakers are potentially going to give Anthony Davis his contract extension. Um but there might have been some personal priorities for LeBron, and this came up. I guess ESPN did a mock draft for what it's worth. For next for, year. Uh, for what this is worth. Right. Uh, and <laughs> Bronny fell to Atlanta. At number 17. At 17 in the mock. So uh, immediately uh, LeBron hops on Instagram and says, well, James gang, I guess we're rolling up to the ATL, mm-hmm. like indicating that if Bronny were to sign – then you're probably going to get LeBron to move along with him uh, to Atlanta. Now, again, this is speculation BS because I don't – but it, it does sort of kind of paint this idea that LeBron is more than likely probably want going to want to go where Bronny goes. Yeah, his thing is a team. Are you, wanna, are you going to take Bronny just so you can get LeBron? That's, that's the biggest – I think you have to take Bronny for the player Bronny is. And know yeah. that you get LeBron is like the added bonus because you're only going to get him for a season. Now, at it d- best, it does depend on, and, and, and obviously, USC, there is going to be a lot of lights. I mean, it's already California, so right. you can't get any more lights on it. But there's going to be a lot of people watching USC basketball this year because if his stock is going to rise, it's going to be this season. And they really want to see how he's going to grow and how he's going to improve. Now, he could stay a second year. But a lot of eyes are going to be on USC basketball this coming up season. You know what's funny? Um, I think if he just stays, he's going to make more money in college than he would pros. He's going to get just as much exposure. Right. And he's going to have less stress on his body. So I know you're trying to get there and play with your dad or be in the league. No, make your own name. Make your own brand. Stay. Become the golden boy of college because everybody that goes to college and leaves early – they leaving it for the bag. You don't need to leave. No, nah, you don't. I know you want to say, okay, I want to do it and get start my own day. Do it in college. Build that brand now. And when you jump to league, your, 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 your brand is so bright that everybody's going to want to deal with you. Not because of your dad, because of who you are as a player, who you are as an individual, because you already laid the foundation. And so for me, and I know I can, I, and I know it's speaking for myself, but I would think of it like that. You know what? I don't want to be in my dad's shadow. I want to start my own shit and start my legacy right now, right here at USC. So this is what you would, if you were Bron and Christian was Bronny, that, that's uh-huh. what you would tell Christian. He's like, if you wanted to play with Christian, but you also understand that you want him to start his own kind of path, you would say, hey, I would like to play with you, but if it takes you two years or whatever – and it does, and it happens after the two years. Cool. If it doesn't, that's fine. You do what you got to do. Let it happen organically. That's not. But see, I, I'm built different, and I'm not like that. I want you to be your own man. I, at the end of the day, 
for me, I've always want people to come up to my kids and uh, come up to me and say, aren't you Christian or is that? Aren't you Cameron or is that? Aren't you Nicholas or is that? I want the, I want those to say that, not where, uh, oh, aren't you, you're Robert Ory's kid, right? No, yeah. that is the biggest thrill to me ever when someone says that. I mean, that because that means my child has accomplished something without my help. He did it on his own. He's built his brand to be himself. And that's just the way I look at it, you know. But everybody looks at it a different way. Of course, I would be like one of the Griffiths, be like Ken Griff standing on the side of his dad, uh, standing on the side of you know, standing on the side of his son, and playing the game. Yes, I would love that. But at the end of the day, I want what's best for my child, not what's best for me. Yeah, man, you know how hard that is to do, though. Oh, when, I know. When your name is Bronny James, you know what I mean? It's like that's that's damn near impossible. And I'm trying to think. I might change my damn name. Yeah, I mean, like who's done it? Who's been a kid of a massive superstar in any sport that's made a name for themselves aside from their parents? And I can really only think of a couple. Who? Ken Griffey Jr. Yes. Uh, I think Ken Griffey Jr. was bigger than Ken Griffey oh, Sr. I thought we were talking about was. basketball. Well, I'm just okay. thinking in any sport. Oh, okay. Yeah. In any sport. In any sport. And the only other one I could think of are the Manning brothers. Yeah. Because Archie was such a star in New Orleans for all those years and made his yeah. name as a saint. And then here comes Peyton and Eli, and they both become NFL Hall of Famers. And, but on their but own it's record. arguably even with that, like, even though Archie was beloved in New Orleans, those two sons were remarkably better than Archie. They were. They like, sure they were. became way better than Archie. Right. But Archie was still a legitimate star. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In his own yeah, right. He was, so, yeah, because when you, before they came along, came along, you know, you was like, oh, can Peyton live up to his dad's name? Right. Yeah, no, he you shattered know? it. And he I, can't, yeah. I can't think of anybody else, at least off yeah. the top of my head, a, a kid that may have gone because on to be as good as or maybe even better than their yeah, old man. Because those are the only ones when, the, you know, you think about it, you didn't hear that about Clay or Steph, can they live up to their dad's name? It's like, oh, they're the, they the children of. You know, it's right. it's a big difference when you say when you say you can you live up to such and such a name, that means you fucking got a long, a long way to climb. But hey, yeah, they yeah. did it and I hope I hope Brian James does it, you know. But I, I still think that he should just, you know, become this college phenom. We had all this notoriety. Now when you get drafted, you don't go out of the lottery. You go a lottery like your father and you start your brand straight off when you get into the league. Because, you know, Brian is athletic, but I think if he goes 17, that means he's going to a team that's already pretty damn good, so he ain't going to start. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be middle of the pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Interesting. That's just speculation, but he could start at 17. And you, you've seen people some from the second round win the MVP, so, you know, it could happen. Tom Brady was picked 199th in the seventh <laughs> round. He's arguably the greatest football player ever. Uh, yeah. All right, and I hate to say that. Uh, all right, we're going <laughs> to get to a game here in a minute. Um, it is the 4th of July, so I'm going to uh, hit you guys with questions off the U.S. citizenship test. Oh, See shit. how you guys do <laughs> with your knowledge of the United States of America. Uh, mm. First, I want to hand out big shot of the week. It's going to go to White Castle. Yes, the burger Burgers? joint. Yes, White Castle. First of all, have everybody uh, on the panel experienced White Castle? Crystals, no. but not White Castle. I'm all crystals. It's, yeah, crystal. All right, crystal white castle, very comparable. I mean, basically, is that like Hardee's and Big Carl's? Yeah, it's co- Carl's well, Jr. I don't know if they're owned by the same people, but they are basically the same kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so White Castle. If I mean, I grew up in New Jersey, so we lived at White Castle. Um, they hosted a, a wedding uh, at their Scottsdale, Arizona location for forty year, forty one year old Jamie West and her husband, fifty eight year old Drew Schmidt. Here's why they're getting Big Shot of the Week. Not for hosting a wedding, 
But Jamie was a runaway teen at age 13, and she realized that White Castle would clean the grill at the end of each hour. So White Castle locations, when you clean the grill, if they have extra food and stuff left over, will give it to anybody that comes in to ask for it. So if mm. you're homeless or if you're a teen or you're a runaway, if you go into White Castle, you ask for the food, they will give it to you. So she used to take as much as she could get. And she would give it to other homeless teens that she was living with and ended up effectively White Castle, along with this young woman, fed hundreds of kids just because instead of throwing the food out, she knew enough to ask for it and then took it off to feed other runaway teens and homeless kids. Nice. And White Castle rewarded her by making that story public by hosting her wedding at their Scottsdale location and her and her husband got married at White Castle. And I just think that's freaking awesome. That's dope. Uh, you know, the fact that she was smart enough to and had the willpower to help other people out, you know, because think about it, you homeless, you probably like, oh, I got to save this for tomorrow. I got to save this for two, three days later. But she was willing and kind enough to, you know, help other help other runaways out, yes. you know. Uh, displaced teens or whatever you want to call them. So, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm happy for her. But yeah. how about White Castle? You know what? Was it free, though? Oh, yeah. Was totally it? free. Because it was okay. food they would otherwise throw out. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, was a wedding. Oh, White uh, yes. White Castle took care of the whole wedding. Yeah. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. So they, they opened the restaurant, invited patrons in, took care of all of it. So hey. just big shout of the week to White Castle. That's a cool story. Exactly. And I, I like it when companies do do – Nice stuff on behalf of people who were struggling in life. You know, she was a runaway. That's very hard. Uh, yeah, they, they can't. So basically saying when you make $12 billion, you cut half the staff. Okay. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> Stop firing barbs at ESPN and just move on <laughs> from that. All right. Well, it is the 4th of July. Um, everybody is going to go out and be uh, full of hot dogs and hamburgers today, I'm sure, and chicken wings off the grill. Um, not only is it the 4th of July, uh, this past week, Major League Baseball veteran Eduardo Escobar currently plays for the Los Angeles Angels. He's been a veteran. He played for the Mets, uh, passed his citizenship test and became an official U.S. citizen. Um, so just good congrats to him. But I want to see how you guys are going to do on this test. I'm just going to. We're going to throw hey, some questions. First of all, oh. I've been out of school for like a long time. You just got your degree like two years ago. I don't want to hear look, that look, shit. Look, look at him already laying down a disclaimer. <laughs> look at this. There it is. See? I'm an old man. I don't know nothing. You just got your degree. Like that just happened. Um, all right. Well, uh, we'll start with Robert Ory. Uh, if you can get the question grade, if not, uh, one of the other ones could steal it here. All right. Uh, what is the supreme law of the land? Was mine is mine, was yours is mine. <laughs> it starts with the words, we the people. That's not like marriage. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Uh, we the people hold these truths to be, I don't know. What's it called? What's the supreme law of the land, the document? What is it called? The, uh, the, uh, uh, the, 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 I'm about to say the Ten Commandments. The, uh, the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, bless. The Declaration of Independence. <laughs> oh, that is, a, that is a big fat no. <laughs> uh, B-Harp, what is the law of the land called? Uh, Bill of Rights. God bless both of you. The U.S. Constitution. Yeah, that too. <laughs> the Constitution. Yeah, that was, that was the, my next gift. It's the supreme law <laughs> hey, of the land. I, I, know my, I know my Fifth Amendment rights. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, well, you brought that up. There you go, a B-Dog. So the question for you, what is an amendment? And uh, bonus points if you know how many of them there have been. I think it's... What is an amendment? An amendment is... Jesus, I know how to give the definition. Well, no, just, just <laughs> it, general terms. I'm not trying to look for exacts. Give me, give me a roundabout idea of what an amendment is. Uh, amendments are things that state uh, your rights. The Second Amendment. I mean, third? it's kind of, kind of in the right vein, but basically the right to bear arms. Rob, what's an amendment? Do you have any idea? Uh, um, amendment is is when you're allowed to amend the rule to. <laughs> you're you're sort of on the right track here. If you can finish. This Wait a minute, there. I wasn't. No, well, you kind of are. Yeah, it is amend a right. Amend the rules to the, the 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 what's going on in the world today. <laughs> and a, an amendment is a change to the constitution. Yeah. It's a, you've made a change. So that's why it's called an amendment. Okay. Um, it does look out for your rights, and there have been twenty-seven of them. Um. All right, uh, Robert Ory, the Declaration of Independence stated that American people should have certain unalienable rights like life, liberty, and what? This only happens for people like Bihar, the pursuit of happiness. There you go. Good job. You said it only happens for people like who? Yeah, because you ain't married. Oh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You took took that to a good place. I like that. Yeah, no, no, no. I was was a fan of that one. Good job. Uh, All right, Bihar. Who wrote the Declaration? I think that was Thomas Jefferson. There you go. Very nice. Good job. Nice job. The guy with all the baby kids. (laughs) All them baby mamas. All the black kids. (laughs) All all those kids. No, no, Thomas Jefferson. No, yeah. He he had some fun. He he, he threw it around. Let's just say that. Uh, Robert Ory, uh, who's in charge of the executive branch of the U.S. government? Ain't the vice president in charge of that? No, not the executive branch. No. Mm. B. Harp? Who's in charge of the executive branch? The executive branch. It's not the president, is it? That sure okay. is. The yes, president of the United States. Not the vice president. The president yeah. of the United States. Why do you look confused? I didn't make this up. <laughs> like, this is off directly you, no, you, you, off the you, oh, U.S. No, you know what? You know what the vice president is head of? What? The Senate. The vice president is the president of, of the, the Senate. Senate. Yes, yes, correct. Good job. Right. Well, but- uh, I don't know. You're looking at me like I did something wrong here, which no, is hilarious. No, that cause... was my that was my thinking look, dude. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? Oh, yeah. That was the you accusatory. Know, you like you made it. a bad call, ref. That's what that no. looked like to me. Uh, B. Harp, how many U.S. senators are there? Somebody. Ooh, ooh some of these states got two. Ain't it like? <laughs> That's, I do love the visual math that happens on the show um, while people try to put numbers together <laughs> and overthink things. Is it? It's not fifty-two, is it? No, hundred. There you go. It's a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Every state has two. That's all. You oh, overthought yes, right, that yeah. one. I was not going to ask you how many people are in the House of Representatives because that's number is ridiculous because every state's got like different numbers. Ain't that like 456? Yeah, for it's House something of... like 438 or something. I don't even yeah. know. I don't it's, know why I said 50. Wild. I knew it was double. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> 52. Yeah. <laughs> like, how many states we got? All right. Uh... Hey, I, I want to ask that question 100 because his first answer was 52. Then he said, oh, no, 100. <laughs> 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 he figured it out quick enough, though, so I gave him a point. All right, uh, Rob, if the president and the vice president can no longer serve, who becomes the president of the United States? 
Isn't that the Speaker of the House? Yes, it yes, is. It is. Nice Good job. job. Yeah, Speaker job. of the House. Good job. All right, uh, B Harp. How hey, old? Hey, let me just be honest. The only reason I know that is because Candace. Candace knows that. Candace what? is really into politics. Oh, is she right. really? Yeah. She keeps oh. me abreast of what's going on. And she's, so, the speaker, I I, and she's the speaker of your house. Yeah, well, that's... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no doubt about that. I didn't even question that. Um, all right. Yeah, president, vice president and speaker of the house. Um, B. Harp, how old do you have to be to vote for president? It ain't but one or two ages. And I'm trying to figure out which one it is. <laughs> you got to be 18. That is correct. It you was that between there and 21. I just couldn't remember. <laughs> no, hey, you think about it. You, you're old enough to vote, but you ain't old enough to drink. That's how I look That's at it. Oh, I know. True. That's always the knock. Hey, you're old enough to get shot in the ass by you know, enlisting, but you ain't old enough to drink. Right. <laughs> That's that's the defense of every kid under the age of 21. <laughs> I can vote. I can enlist in the army, but I can't drink. Um, all right, uh, Rob. There were 13 original states. Can you name five of them? Everything in the dirty south. <laughs> <laughs> no, not everything. Hey, not everything. Uh, let's see. Louisiana. Oh, no. Alabama. You started off wrong. No. Florida. You need, I'm just no. saying. I'm Georgia. There's the one. Carolinas because there was only one Carolina. Um, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. There was only one Carolina? Yeah. There no. was only one Carolina. I don't think there was ever just one Carolina. Carolina. It was. Does he get a point for this? Uh, no. Google it. <laughs> no. No. Uh, hey, Harp, can you I, name can you we, name five? We, yeah, <laughs> Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, uh, Florida. No. Oh, um, Maryland. Yeah, Maryland. There's that's a five. Good job. Yeah, uh, it's pretty much the entire Northeast, really. Yeah, going. I was just going. New Hampshire, right Louisiana was in there. No, no, no they didn't buy it. Thomas that, Jefferson that bought was, that in 1803. Yeah, that, that wasn't even established yet. <laughs> he, had to, he had to go hey, buy I that shit from France. Hey, I said no. Something I should say when you Louisiana purchase, you think about that. So yeah, of course yeah there you there. go. Uh, the originals, by the way: New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New yep. York, New Jersey. Yep. Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, North and South Carolina, and Georgia. Right. Hey, where's where's Plymouth Rock? Uh, it's in Virginia, I believe. Virginia so, or Rhode Island, one of them, right? No, it's Virginia. Is it? I, okay. think it's, I think it's Virginia. So when when the settlers came, they landed on Plymouth Rock, right? Or according to Malcolm X, it yeah. landed on Plymouth Rock. Uh, landed on them. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Just depending on which way you want to go. Yeah. With just that. A, uh, it depends on what persuasion you fall on the show. Uh, <laughs> I landed on Plymouth Rock. I don't know about you guys. Uh, there were three countries that made up the Axis powers, B-Dog. This was during World War II. We know one of them was Germany. Can you name the other two? The Axis power. Who were the other two people we were fighting in World War II? Obviously, we know Germany. Crazy Nazi bastards. <laughs> Who were the other two countries we fought in World War II? It wasn't. Um, no, it wasn't them because we had to save their asses. Who? <laughs> All right, I ain't talking about it. Oh, it wasn't Russia, was it? No, no, huh? no, no, no. I don't know. We would have made it out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they're, they're warming us up for World War Three right now. <laughs> um, the axis of power. Um, you had Germany. It's one of them Europeans. 
countries. <laughs> it's one of them damn Europeans. It wasn't France, was it? No, it was not France. They were no. on our That's side. That's what I just said. We had to oh. say that. Yeah, we were, we were oh, on their we, side. I didn't know yeah. which one you were talking about. We had to bail their ass out. Oh, yeah. I, hey. I don't know. Okay. Who bombed Pearl Harbor? Yeah. Oh, uh, the Japanese. Yep, Japan was one. Japan and uh, I don't know the third one. All right, Rob, do you think you can pull the third one? Uh, the third one, uh, damn, I just, we just talking about this the other day. That's why I knew it was just Germany, Japan. You were just talking about the Axis powers of World War II the other <laughs> no, day? No, no, no. We were talking about no. casual conversation. <laughs> when I said talking about it, they had it on TV. That's what oh, we were talking oh, about. Oh, and like, not like I just brought it up in co- casual conversation. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. By uh, Dave day, Lillard, but... LeBron James, uh, and the Axis powers. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, was it? I don't know. Uh, was it wasn't uh, Japan, Germany? Can we have a hint? Uh, I don't even. Yeah, one of the bad guys' names was Mussolini. Oh, Italy. There you go. Italy was yeah. the third one. Yeah. Good job. See, we, a little bit boot ass country. <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that little tiny ass boot. We we traded you World War Two. We gave you back spaghetti. That's about all we got from the <laughs> Mussolini. Mussolini. Hey Thank fellas, I, I I might have to skip out. I got a I got a movie date. At two o'clock. You you get thirty percent off the movie tickets. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Give, give me a sign we don't pay B Harp enough money. <laughs> <laughs> With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.